Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast. Hi, and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. Joining me today, we have a special guest who's known Finnovate for many years now. John Wamsch, absolute pleasure to have you on the show. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. Yourself? Yeah, doing pretty well. So for people who haven't heard of you, can you start by giving us just a little bit of background on where you're coming from and kind of how long you've been involved with Finnovate events? Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. 2005, I think, was when I started in fintech, and I started a company at the time called First ROI to work with banks and credit unions and help them with their online presence, essentially help convert online shoppers into new accounts. And why the name First ROI? Really simple. I chose two names that I knew bankers loved the most. They seem to use first in everything, and who doesn't like (laughs) ROI? Uh, so we had a pretty interesting platform that we built that served uh, banks and credit unions, helping them through everything from search engine optimization, paid search marketing, uh, digital account opening, their websites. And then um, around 2010, we merged that with BankView, uh, which is now known as Casasa. No, so I mean, one of the things that's fascinating about your experience is you've sort of been through several cycles and you've seen obviously several fintech cycles and obviously also growing the company and the product from you know the early stages all the way through to um, quite advanced. Can you talk a little bit about that journey and sort of going from, you know, this is an idea that I have up through, well, now all of a sudden we're a big deal company. That's, that's a, a leap that not a ton of people have been fortunate enough to make. Oh boy, there's a lot to talk about there. How do you how do you want to break that one? You want to break it down from a product perspective or from a company growth perspective? Maybe maybe more from the company uh, growth perspective at first, because I think that's an area where we see from our perspective, we see a lot of people struggle. Yeah. So so you know, thankfully I was um I was part uh, I was along for the ride with Casasa, which if you don't know, I mean, today they work with maybe about 900 banks and credit unions. You can Google on a K-A-S-A-S-A. But basically, uh, it's branded products, branded financial products that are usually quite unique in the market and marketed through the institutions. You know, basically, they solve a need that the local institution has, which is usually for deposits or loans. And the products are targeted towards towards retail customers who, you know, quite frankly, are looking for something to help solve their financial problem. And and it's, you know, millions of consumers today use Kasasa uh, checking accounts, savings accounts, all sorts of loans. And it's been uh, it's been pretty, pretty interesting. And it was a it was a very fun ride. I think really what we found as we grew was Gabe and I really trusted each other inherently and finding more executives that also trusted each other to that same degree, in my opinion, I think became became really challenging, became a, I don't want to say impossible because we did find it, but it became something that was unfortunately very expensive trial and error. Um, And not to put it all on the executives, uh, but to be quite frank, anytime you have a challenge in a in a company that you know that relates to growth or product or whatever, I mean, ultimately it does it does 
kind of begin and end with the executive in charge of of that line of products or that line of um, you know sales or whatever the case may be. You know, I was it was funny. I was I was, I was talking with a with another entrepreneur um, at Finnovate. We we were having dinner together, and he was sharing you know the fact that he's at a, a certain size of employees. You know, you get that Dunbar number of you know 150 or whatever the number is, and every consultant kind of comes out of the woodwork and tell you the way that you're supposed to now change your company or orient your company for success or, you know, efficiency or whatever it is that you, you know, whatever the the word is that you're, that you're going after. And I personally think that there's no, there's no like correct answer on, you know, how to, and it may be because I've never seen it, but uh, how to appropriately align your company for the billion dollar exit that everybody wants um, instead, you know, I think what we found, at least with Casasa, was your company is going to go through various growth fits and you know stops and starts, and oftentimes, you know, feel like a roller coaster, much like maybe it did as a startup. That necessarily, to me, means that the company and everybody in it must have kind of baked into their consciousness a, a sense of flexibility which is oftentimes very, very difficult for a company that's an organization, you know, usually by the time you reach a certain level of success, much of your organization is built in the world of following sort of a templated scheme. Uh, you know, if I turn this mm-hmm. crank, then this is, you know, this is what I do. <laughs> and, and don't throw anything new, anything in, in, you know, any new products, any new processes, any new uh, third party, whatever. Don't throw any new thing into my world because this is what I do and we do it very effectively and we're, you know, built for this efficiency and this is what we modeled uh, at the end of the year so that we could hire this number of people for the next year or whatever the case may be. That model of sort of predetermined outcome, this is, and you know, in, input and outcome is very, very important um, at certain stages of your company. At other stages of the company, there is a need for welcoming in perhaps uh, an entirely new process or an entirely new product into that predetermined uh, template. And in my opinion, or at least what I've seen over the last you know, 20 years in inside of an organization uh, that's gone through really strong growth periods, is that at those times, sometimes that's where your machine breaks. And having the people who have a mindset of solving a problem, of being flexible, um, sort of a predilection or a, a predisposition towards uh, continuous improvement is is not something that you typically see in the banking space, but is something that is, I, I think, pays massive dividends. And having you know executives or managers who are more bent on solving problems than than building out, you know, fiefdoms or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, can, you know, that, that can be something that's that's challenging to find early on. But when you find those people uh, and those managers, those are those leaders, those are the people who who help kind of condition the company for continuous growth and continuous sort of change that that inevitably needs to happen as an organization matures. Yeah, and certainly, I mean, there are some major shifts from a macroeconomic scale, which uh, would have impacted the growth there and, and the the curve that you all were on. But I think even outside of those, 
understanding that the idea that you have at the outset is not necessarily how it's going to come to fruition at the end and that you're going to have to make adjustments. You're going to have to look at things and re-examine things. And um, the way that you've done things before is not the way that you necessarily will have to do things going forward. And having an executive team that really understands that and who's able to shift along with that and even just kind of stay inquisitive, I think is definitely an area where we see a lot of people struggle, even people who are clearly brilliant people who have great ideas who bring good technologies to the table, when it comes to turning those technologies into an actual company, that's a totally different animal. And so I think that's an area where there's a lot that um, that we could pull from, from this example here. I want to make sure we talk a little bit about your latest uh, project as well, because we were talking a little bit about this at Finnovate Spring last week, about kind of how Nerve sits in the ecosystem. Can you give us a background on, well, first off, I guess a high-level overview, what Nerve is, and then also kind of talk about how the experience that you've had has really led you to come up with this next new idea. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> so so I, I laugh because, you know, uh, I think depending upon different people I spoke with at Finnovate, Nerve was kind of different things to different people, but usually it's... Sure. Uh, it's it, it's so basically nerve is a you know when when we launched a couple of years ago nerve was and and looked like a neobank or a niche neobank for initially musicians and then we expanded to creators and that that is exactly how we launched and the reason why we launched that way was we wanted um we wanted users we needed to understand a were we actually solving the problem we thought we needed to solve which is part access when you talk to creators, um, you know, less than 20% of them actually have a business bank account. And primary reason for that, as you hear, is uh, there's too many barriers. It's too challenging. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not a digital process. It requires minimum deposits. And, you know, I don't I don't have $5,000 just to keep on an account. Otherwise, I get feed $15 a month, yada, yada, yada. And, um, and so it's part access, part borrowing accessibility at a decent rate decent price point that, you know, it's part uh, payment flows. Uh, I don't get paid fast enough, all these challenges. So we were like, you know, let's, let's start first with, with the neobank, which is kind of core to solving all of those problems. And then we're going to build a, a platform around it to resolve uh, our distribution challenge. So, you know, it, it basically, we were very clear, you know, all you had to do was be in banking for the last 20 years, last five years even, to, to understand that CAC is 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 a problem um, mm -hmm. for a neobank. And so the last thing we want to do is chase people around the internet and say, hey, are you a creator? Download our bank. Um, so we, we built out APIs to enable an organization that works and serves creators to use uh, Nerve very efficiently to make uh, payouts to their end users, to effectively to bank them in a white label fashion. And because we wanted our distribution model to essentially be B2B to C. So very similar to Kasasa, where Kasasa, you know, distributes these end uh, products through uh, its network of banks and credit unions. We, we want to do the same thing with Nerve. So um, whereas instead of financial institutions being our distribution point, we believe very strongly that it should be um, platforms that creators already use. So, so today what we look like is a white label embedded banking platform 
that companies in the creator space can use to uh, essentially offer business banking solutions to their um, end customers very quickly, easily, and basically in a, in a way that generates them profit uh, per user. But we also discovered that that our platform itself is really for any type of micro business. So for we've been talking with organizations that are in the um, in construction, believe it or not, in, in like landscaping and other other sorts of micro business fields where these organizations were, you know, really interested in working with a bass before. And I, I say before is in back when money was cheap. And they had spoken with vast organizations as um, in this idea of uh, being involved from a, uh, you know, hey, I want to make a help make a loan to this subcontractor or whatever the case may be very easily. And that seemed really interesting during the sales process. And then as time went on, what 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 ultimately these organizations discovered was they would need to build out a team of fintech engineers and fintech product people and people who understand return to ACH levels and uh, and and should I let somebody I just gave a debit card um, should I let them change their address twenty four hours later or whatever the fraud issue may be um, right right <laughs> and, and they realize goodness gracious there's a lot for me to actually build out to do the simple thing that I was hoping to do, to, to be involved in, you know, uh, factoring receivables, whatever the case may be. And so what 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 we realized we, we actually built is this platform that kind of enables any organization that doesn't have a, a group of fintech engineers uh, or fintech product people or whatever, or doesn't want to invest in that to easily get to market with a white label embedded banking lending payments uh, thing, and um, you know within within weeks instead of maybe a couple of years of you know dealing with raw APIs at the bank level, and then sort of building your thing on top and all the risk affiliated with it. So so you know in many ways we kind of look again like a like a SaaS <laughs> uh, oriented organization that you know is is working with with larger companies that already have sort of predetermined customer base who wants to keep that customer either get that customer more engaged, drive engagement, or um, you know, oftentimes what we're talking about is just the fact that by getting them banking with you now, they're sticking with you. Uh, so that customer stays around quite a bit longer. Um, so anyway, so that's mm. that's so I don't really know what to call Nerve today. Yeah, um, we're, we're this embedded banking platform that's that's that that's a white label uh, way to 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 offer financial products and services to your existing customer base. Yeah, well, and I like the emphasis too on kind of making sure that you have that talent pool, the uh, that you got the the right team there, because I think a lot of people fail when it comes to bringing a new product to market because they don't have the proper talent, you know, those fintech specific engineers. And, and I think this is an area where companies recognize, you know, if I want to do something well, I need to get this talent on board. But that talent is expensive. There's a lot that comes with it, and not everybody's able to go out and hire that kind of person on a full-time basis. And so looking at how you can kind of eliminate that pinch point 
should allow a lot of people to start to expand their ideas of what's capable or what they're capable of. And so that's, I think, what really you know struck me about it. Um, but, I, you know, to your point, everybody will kind of hear their own thing as, as a result of what you're saying. They'll kind of get their own impression. Um, and of course, it is still one of those things like we we're talking about earlier, where who knows exactly where the future will take this. Right. And you have to maintain that flexibility and see what opportunities come to you, um, which is going to obviously so just be fascinating to watch. So, so my my business partner and I have been attending Finnovate since uh, what is it, two thousand seven, two thousand six? Yeah, I think so. And I think you guys are um, the only ones who won Best of Show trophies ten years apart as well, which is another because uh, <laughs> you got one in like, eight, and then again in t- either twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, right? Yeah, yeah, we won. We, we in total, I count four. So, so we won two thousand eight Checking Finder, two thousand ten or eleven was Money Island, which you may be forgetting. That's the mm-hmm financial um literacy product and that was um i wasn't on stage for that but that's uh um that was a product of ours and that was felix brandon lloyd uh was on stage for that dynamic individual i did not want to be on stage with him because i would look like an idiot he's a powerhouse on stage and then casasa uh in 2013 or 2012 and then casasa loans in 2018 2019 whatever yeah um but uh, uh i will say that like al bundy I'll talk about the four wins till the day I die. I'll take credit sure, for all sure. that. Sure. Um, so As the, you uh, should. <laughs> but my, my, my point is my business partner, Ben, has been, you know, he was attached at the hip with me on all that first ROI stuff, on all that Kasasa stuff, and all of, pretty much all of the Finnovates. So Ben has, um, Ben and I have been, you know, knee deep in, in product in FinTech for quite a long time. And I, I'll tell you, you know, one of the, one of the, funnest things we do is actually talking with an organization who thinks that they want to be like, you know, offer a product or service or thing to their creator, to their name, your mic or name, your business and, and help them kind of come up with, you know, a, a, maybe even a different way to use our platform than what we had thought of before. But a lot of it is actually, you know, inspiration or whatever the case may be from other things that happen in FinTech. Most of it coming from uh, the Finnovate world, whether that's the actual conference itself or the, you know, the work that you do here or, you know, that Julie pumps out on the blog. The, there, there's so much knowledge uh, that that comes from your organization. And and there's no way that we'd be able to do what we do without, without the work that you guys do. And I know that all you hear is complaints from me on... <laughs> On, on on the stupidest stuff uh regarding a, a Finnovate conference but um uh, i gotta tell you man you know props to you and and of course the original jim brini on keeping this thing rocking and rolling because uh you know it's been definitely the lifeblood of, of fintech well i appreciate that and i uh i swear i was going to end the the conversation anyway and it wasn't just waiting for you to say those things but we are actually out of time no it's, it's been really fun for me to kind of follow your story and to see how the tech has evolved and of course how the entire industry has evolved um and i want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to chat with me this has been a really fun conversation um and i look forward to seeing how nerve evolves look forward to seeing you again at a future show and of course hearing the litany of, of low-level complaints with the understanding that the big picture is something which has done uh, amazing things for a lot of people so um, it's all about the context right john that's what we right. come back to um, but anyway Absolutely. thank you again it's been a real pleasure thank you, thank you. 
The Finnovate podcast is produced by Informa Connect in association with Provoke.fm Media. Check out Finnovate.com for information on Finnovate's upcoming shows and to learn how you can get involved. The discount code Finnovate Podcast will save you 20% on tickets to all of our events. And you can email us at info at for information on sponsoring, speaking, or demoing. Thanks for listening.